IV Pod. Welcome. This is the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. This is an IV Pod production. You can find us at IVPod.com. We are IV Pod on Facebook, IV Podcast on Twitter, and mail at IVPod is our email. Let's begin episode 66 of the IV Alternative Podcast. Hi, John. How are you? I'm good. Good. It's a uh, little little different. Well, not that anybody cares, but we're doing a little Monday night recording. Mm -hmm. Just couldn't get it together on our usual time slot. Oh, well. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work. Just you're going to be under the gun to get it out by, what, basically tomorrow night, right? Yes, that's right. We'll just be flawless in our deliveries. and We will. Exactly. Yeah, exciting times. Uh, for anybody who follows us on Facebook, Twitter, or what have you, we had some big news this past week. Maybe you saw it if you got the IVCC, um, the, the supplemental, the fall, what do you call it? Having the mind blank. Course catalog. Course catalog. Well, it's not the course catalog. It's like the uh, continuing education course oh, catalog. Well. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> slight difference. Sorry. Technicality. Yeah, well, you're right, though. It isn't. It's not like you're going to, it's not in the same book you'll see the English or, you know, science classes. Right, right. We mentioned it a while back that we were going to be teaching a class on podcasting, and it has now come out in the Fall Continuing Education course book. There is in Personal Technology, Podcasting 101. Yes. It's going to be from 6 to 8 on October 23rd through November 6th, and there's going to be three sessions. So right. if you want to have your own podcast, we recommend signing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we're, we're not a... For sure, going to teach it if no one signs up. But well, <laughs> we're under the assumption that we'll we'll draw enough people. That I hope. Yeah, well, I think we will. And hey, if you don't really want to learn how to podcast and you just want to hang out, we can do that too. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just pay the money though, and yeah, if, right. if you guys just show <laughs> yeah. up and you want to, you know, have a hang, we can do That's that too. Right. And maybe just talk about it. We yeah. don't have to actually no. teach something. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to get together and discuss our, our syllabi. Yes, we do. But yeah, it's a, it's got to thank IVCC and everybody over there for the really nice write up they put in the, in the catalog for us. It's awesome. Right. It's, it's yeah. our uh, best advertising we've had ever. Ever. Yeah. Right. Cause I, exactly. I forget the number of people that that goes to, but it, it's uh, quite a few. Oh, yeah. Pretty good coverage. Uh, so that's, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of excited to see what the turnout will be. And I have a feeling, you know, it might be, well, we'll learn a lot from teaching the first class i i think we'll oh, we'll yeah. be able oh, to throw yeah. it together and we'll probably i think we'll deliver on the first session you know the first couple so you know our first round of classes but if we could continue to do it it'll be something probably we'll probably get just as much out of it as the students will just from meeting people and networking and and all that it'll be fun 
I hope, I really, really hope we get some people to show up and who want to create more Illinois Valley based shows or just more shows we can recommend. Maybe not necessarily about the area, but. Sure, be about whatever. Gosh, there's, there's just not a lot. I mean, we, we've talked about some of the shows before that are around here, uh, like the gaming podcasts and, the, you know, the, like Revcast and the Quest Update and there's the World of Warcraft one, but, uh, yeah, there's that. Like we we're really the only ones doing a newsy kind of show, and I, I think it'd be cool if there were other shows like ours out there. So mm-hmm. maybe a little more in depth, uh, locally. Um, we're kind of broad. Maybe someone that actually hit maybe more political. Or I don't know. You could do anything. So yeah, get up to exactly. the folks out there. But anything, any anything. I mean, I, I I know that there's always a niche for any any kind of topic. So it doesn't exactly. necessarily That's have the to key. be local, but. And you could do a lot more than what we do too. So there's there's a lot of options out there. Different. So sign up. Yeah. Podcasting 101. Is it? How much is it? Eighty nine bucks. Yeah. Three sessions. Six hours. Break it down. That's not too bad. No. We'll give you a lot for your money. Trust me. Sure. All right. So what else we got going? Oh, before we get into our topics, what else we got? We got our sponsor. We do. There we go. I knew we were forgetting was, something. Was, we were forgetting. That's exactly. going to be the first class. If you have sponsors, make sure you mention <laughs> them in the first five minutes. Put your yes. sponsors before yourselves. <laughs> right? Whoops. Yeah. No, we're sponsored this week by iCandy Graphics and Printing. Number first, first time sponsor, our a long time sponsor, logo designer. Got anything else, John? Yeah. Anything to say about iCandy Graphics and Printing? Well, do you want your business to stand out from the herd? You should definitely try iCandy Graphics and Web Design. We know Candy. I mean, she she designed, like you said, she designed our logo. Mm-hmm. And not only did she design our logo, she designed our new graphic that will be coming out very soon with our T-shirts. Mm-hmm. We got merchandise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got to thank Candy, and I think everybody's going to like that once we release that soon. But, yeah, she, she can make your company stand out from the competitors. She can create striking and professional compositions and just whatever you need her to do. And not only that, I think in the last couple of years, she's really gotten good at SEO, uh, search engine optimization and different things like that. It's it's less printing and more web design and logos. I mean, menus, uh, she does does it all. Uh, A lot of the web design stuff and, like you said, search engine optimization. Yeah, she'll she'll make your site, not only will she make it look good, she'll make it appear on... Google searches. Yes, it'll be where it needs to be to help you and help your business. Yeah. So it's www.icandy-graphics.com. Click her link on our website, on the ivypod.com website, and that'll just shoot you straight over to her site. We thank her for her support of the Ivy Alternative Podcast. Yeah. Thank you, iCandy Graphics. You rock. Okay. So are you excited about the T-shirts coming out? Your, your graphic tee man. Yes, I I religiously wear graphic tees, so well, I'll probably be wearing this one a lot. I got a <laughs> I got a question. So w- when a shirt is getting to be worn out, obviously you can just keep wearing it. Maybe wear a shirt underneath it. But what do you do? Do you throw them away? Donate them? I mean, or or is there anything that you can? Anything you do special, or do you just put, you know just retire them, maybe burn them? I don't know. What is your my thing is usually keep them forever. Uh, uh, I, well, I you know I'm weird. I'm a bit of a pack rat, yeah. so things do tend to accumulate, mm-hmm. especially t-shirts. Yeah, no, that's what I'm getting at. 
But once in a while, I'll just have that purge mentality and it just it hits me every once in a while where I just I'm getting sick of all the stuff the clutter. Yeah. I've got the clutter and I just go through and I just purge lots of stuff. It just so happens not that long ago was one such purge. And I did actually donate a whole hell of a lot of old graphic tees to some of the local. Where did I take it to? I think I took it to Goodwill. Did you? Well, yeah, you know I what I a, saw recently was a like a t-shirt quilt. I've seen my mom has made one of those for my dad because he's got so many graphic tees. Really? <laughs> yeah, because oh. he gets them all when he goes places like on vacations sure. and stuff. See, yeah. I just wondered if that. I know it'd be hard. I I couldn't possibly make it. Uh, I don't have a sewing machine, but I wondered if that would be worthwhile. If it would be kind of a neat way, because I, I I probably. I don't know. I, I think I have like a whole army duffel bag filled with mostly just t-shirts. Yeah. That and a lot well, of them aren't even that worn out. You know, they, they could right. just be ones that I just didn't want to throw away. Yeah, I had the same thing. And I well, here's the way I see it: is when we were in high school, we would go to the St. Bede Rummage Sale. Okay, I get it. And yeah. you know, you'd you'd Absolutely. search through those t-shirts, and when you found something, it was just like you know, you struck gold. Right. It was awesome when you found like there's. When you found a really cool T-shirt, so I kind of feel like I'm passing on that that whole thing. Yep. When I've donated yes. shirts, that's I've had that thought. Like, hopefully, some hipster is going to be real happy to find this shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still remember some of those. T-shirts. Oh, I do too. I remember. I remember not only mine but other people's too. So. Yeah. Yes. And they, they had to have the right, you know, feel texture to them. Yeah. That's, right. That's exactly. All the, that's the big feeling. key, right? It can't be like a rigid poly polyester mess of a shirt. It's got to be a nice, good feel to it. That's the key. Well, I think I think speaking of that, I think people are going to like our shirts because not only do they feel nice because they're, they're the brand is Gildan. It's this new dry fit shirt. They fit really. They've got a nice feel to them. Mm-hmm. But the logo itself, I think, kind of has that reminiscent of like the type of something you would discover in a rubbish sale. It's unique. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that it's unique. All right. <laughs> What do we got for topics, John? Well, we had a couple of follow-ups from last time because right after we released our our podcast, they – let's see. There, there was – first of all, there's a the thing about the gaming because there was like an article I know in the Trib and I think Times yeah. basically saying, you know, are all these local gaming parlors in jeopardy because uh, there's a bill sitting on the governor's desk where if he signs it, it's going to pretty much put places like that Susie's or whatever her name was. So yeah, Susie's Video Poker, like those different types of parlors mm-hmm. out of business because it's going to put a restriction on – I think you've got to serve so much alcohol mm-hmm. for it to be allowed. And it's just what they're trying to do at these local gaming parlors. That's just – that's not what they're doing. So they're, they're not going to be able to meet the criteria right. they for might, that bill. If they're in, they'll get grandfathered in, but when they come – due to renew their liquor license they probably won't be able to right um right. It, uh, the whole yeah I, I and i think i sort of scooped that on the last episode if you listen i had heard that um, yes and just kind of but i had heard that that story was coming out not that it was it wasn't like you know top secret or anything like that it was just hadn't been in our local newspaper yet and I, i'm not even sure where we went with it last time if we talked about the restriction on it but i don't know the whole thing's just bizarre to me I, I guess I don't really – I'm kind of indifferent because I don't go to those places. I don't game, although I have gone to uh, 
traveling over the weekend and hitting some of the truck stops and seeing the gaming places or the games there, I was tempted to throw a buck in. Yeah. I didn't. Why not, but right? But, well, and that's what everybody does. So, I don't know if you're yeah. going to have an intro. What's the what's the difference if you have a little boutique place to go? I, I don't understand. I, are we only are we only trying to promote alcohol and gambling at the same time? Is that the deal? Yeah, do you, do you, that's sort of the vibe I got from reading it. Is it's like it's okay as long as you serve a ton of liquor too. <laughs> it, what's the difference? Who cares if you let let it in? Let it in. Don't restrict it. I mean. Maybe to a, I don't know how far this could go. I don't know if we're going to see one of these places on every street corner and every every old lady with a with a slight gambling addiction is going to be broke. I don't know if it's going to go that far, but but if that it's it, bizarre to that me. could already happen. They just have to take a drive to the boat before, so it's just I That's guess it's just point. a little bit easier, right? They or hop on the bus, right? Or they could still always buy lotto tickets, so mm-hmm. it's just. What's How do you want people to lose their money? There's all sorts of ways. Right. It's just leave it to uh, Illinois to ruin. Like, uh, I I don't like it to begin with. So right. Um, right. But either you're and in I'm, or you're out. Let's, yeah, I guess I'm kind of indifferent. I don't really don't care. I don't, I don't either. I, I mean, I I could live without it. I could live without the riverboats too. So and I'm not. It's not. I mean, it's not that I'm ultra conservative. I just don't. I don't yeah, like state sanctioned gambling. I, I don't know. I, I'd rather it just be like it back in the day where it's just kind of under the table and i don't know i don't want like back when the uh back when lasalle was little reno yeah i i well i i maybe in my head it's glorified (laughs) or or you know some sort of but uh, i don't think the feds should be able to come in and kick in your door but at least the money stays local my my and i probably ranted about this before but a lot of this stuff is especially the riverboats they just sort of siphon money out of communities and a lot they'll 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 give you the whole pitch about drawing people from outside the area and this and that. But I bet if you went to East Peoria in 1970 or 1980, um, it's probably was a hell of a lot nicer then than it is now. And and one of the reasons is that casino. It's it's not maybe it's the same. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but it certainly didn't it didn't benefit anybody in that community. It's, they'll say it does. They're all oh, created jobs, but not not careers, you know, I just, yeah. the whole thing kind of is, and then that's what this sort of gets back to. I think that's where you're going with it is the, the river boats are starting to get, lose revenue big time. Oh, sure. We talked they're, about it on the last episode. Yeah, right. They're pissed off. They're losing tons of money. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, well, I'd rather, I'd rather this, what's going on now happen than all the old ladies get on a bus and go up to Joliet or go down to East Peoria. Right. They're going to lose their money, lose it here where the, at least the tax dollars stay us. local. You know, or at least some revenue is brought, you know, back into the air. Some of the money stays here. It doesn't go away. You know, I, that's how I see it. Hey, buddy. Uh-oh. Oh. Got a situation. Hold on. <laughs> Got a situation. Sorry about that. We are back. Had a uh, 
had a late night sleepwalker in my house. Oh. Had to address that. Shark Week related. Was it? It could have been, because we have been watching a lot of Shark Week stuff. <laughs> have you seen any, you know, speaking of that, have you seen any of, I guess, I be, I'm late to the game on this. I guess this was a bigger deal last year. But have you seen like a mockumentary, one of those Shark Week mockumentary things? No. Did this ring a bell? Sharknado? Well, no, no, no. It, like, I, I'm pretty sure I'm calling it the right thing, a mockumentary. Maybe that's just what people call it online. Well, basically what it is is the, it's a show on Shark Week that is made to look like it's real, but it's all basically fabricated. Oh, I mean, the whole thing. Okay. And they did one last night, and from my understanding, it's, it is one of those types of things. It was called All About This. So last night, that being Sunday night, uh, the 10th, they did one on this submarine shark, which is supposedly this massive shark like the size like a 38 foot shark mm-hmm. um, that's like super smart and is just goes and it just uh, it just very keenly will hunt people down and it go, it went on and on and the way it was produced they made it look like it was real footage and i don't know amanda my wife and i were just sitting there on the edge of, of the couch we were like it was like as freaky as jaws i mean we were both like we were both freaked out. I mean, I get freaked out from underwater stuff anyway. Oh, yeah? Uh, this was made, it was extremely suspenseful. But yeah, and then I found out, I went online and I'm like looking up stuff about it and people are saying that it's all fake. I'm like, I was kind of pissed. Really? But then well. I thought, but then I thought, well, I really did enjoy it while we were watching it. So I can't, I guess I can't be too mad. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's the point, right? You're, yeah. you're right. It's harder and harder for, for that to happen. What's that for? For people to be tricked, or I mean, yeah, I, well, I, I mean, and I just essentially, I guess, is what you, it's not often. I watch a show and I feel that, yeah, that edgy, freaked out kind of feeling. I, so I, I enjoyed it. It was good. It's yeah. like, uh, well, it's like when you're a kid and you find out wrestling's not real, and you're like, really? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, John, I, I don't want to. I hate to break the news to you, but uh, wrestling's not real either. Hey, uh, don't say that too loud. We have some wrestling fans who listen to this show. Right. Well, They're going to come after you. That's you're probably right. <laughs> it's, just, it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow, man. So we we hit up uh, one more follow up story. We you know we did the follow up on the gaming. Actually, that was a good time to stop anyway. So yeah, we um, were. We I felt like maybe we were rehashing stuff. Either yeah, way, it's, so, it's kind of it's going to get out of control and blah blah blah, and we'll see. The, the government's <laughs> going to shut it down because it's. God forbid they make too much money, and the riverboats who have probably the best uh, lobbyists are going to make sure that it stops. So carry on, John. <laughs> uh, well, one more follow-up story. I was surprised by this um, and happy at the same time because, uh, you know, we talked last time about the, the trails being closed out at Starved Rock mm-hmm. and because of those the, that one big storm and how there's been this big delay on getting all that cut out, which as far as I know, I'm not sure – I think supposedly it was supposed to start soon, but I don't know if I haven't seen anything to say that it actually has started yet. But either way, apparently attendance has still been awesome. So they're still setting some records on, I think July was a fantastic month. So that's great to hear. Despite the the issues and the setbacks with their trails, they're still bringing the people in like mad. So good for Starved Rock. Yeah. One, it's good good for the area. I think a lot of places are still doing pretty well. So yeah, one thing I saw in an article was that it's just part of the reason why places like Starved Rock are doing so well is I think it's common right now 
for people to not go on these big long trips. They're taking what did they call it? A staycation, I think was the word they used. It's like a one or two day trip. I don't know. That's uh I guess I, I would say I would agree because I think the only trips I've taken this summer were those types of trips like overnight, maybe weekend trips. Mm-hmm. Stay within maybe three, three hundred miles, two hundred, two hundred fifty miles or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well that's awesome yeah. and, and and maybe even people staying even more close than even the Dells. Um, but maybe they're realizing there's it's just not as touristy and maybe you can you get more of a, a different vibe down here than you maybe would if you went up to the Wisconsin Dells. Right, sure, sure. So what else we got? So that's old stuff. What do we got new? Anything? What do you want to do next? Mm. Well, we had a few other stories. Um, the one that I saw today that kind of caught my eye, and John shared this one with me today, is the drones. Uh, LaSalle County, is it the Sheriff's Department, is going to buy a drone to hopefully... A couple drones. Yeah, to hopefully take the place of uh, needing a helicopter. Yeah, they, they're saying they want this to be used for like search and rescue situations mm-hmm. and disaster situations. They also said, what did they say? Not just that, but maybe when there's like a, a situation like I think what happened in Oglesby where there was a guy held up in a house, they would use it to kind of do surveillance, like you said, just a, a substitute of a helicopter. So, yeah, I, I think this is awesome. I, I think drones are awesome. I want a drone. I think we talked about this a little bit last time, but we didn't go too in-depth. But it's a big, hot topic here in the country. Sure. I mean, uh, it's because it's on an on – Charted territory, West. if you yeah. will, uh, the the whole concept of it. I mean, uh, you you shared a few, you shared an NPR story with me, and then that got my wheels turning. And I remembered, I think it was in May, NPR had an episode of Planet Money, episode five forty one on who owns the air, um, that was really good and talked about how the uh, is it the FAA kind of restricts the uh, how high these things could fly because. There's a lot of there's a fear that at some point someone's going to fly a drone into a plane or or it's going to interfere with the, with air transportation or some, something or you know get up into a mess up a helicopter or something's bound to happen if you get enough stuff flying around in the air. Right. But so that's why I, I think from the stuff I've seen for drones, uh, where did I see this? Oh, this was the Amazon thing that the drones need to be under 400 feet or above 60,000 feet. That's but that's a separate thing because Amazon is they're going to the Supreme Court. They want to have drones deliver packages, and they're trying to do this test program. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's just one extent of drones, and that's that's a big hot issue. I think the biggest issue people have with drones, though, is just the privacy issue. And that's that was the thing when I saw this article. I was a little bit surprised, and I, I'd be curious to see when people start to see these things flying around. If I'm, and maybe this isn't the case with these, the county ones, because like they said, they want to use them for search and rescue. But hobbyists are going to start having these things because they're going sure. down in price. Well, that's what they say too, John. Sure, search and rescue. Well, well, yeah, well, no, I mean, I could, that's the thing. I could totally see it going, you know, a slippery slope there. Yeah, it starts off that way and suddenly they're using it. To kind of check out somebody's backyard to see if some shady business is well, going right, on. Right. All of a sudden, you're doing the. You're starting to infringe on people's rights. You know, you you have the ability to sort of surveil uh, without a warrant very easily, right? It's, yeah, and the, and like these drones can go where nobody can go. Right. I mean, 
a helicopter can only get so close to the ground. These things can just will get right up to your window and see what. I mean, if you want, they could. Right. Well, that was the one in the NPR story that I listened to. Uh, episode five forty one was that there was people pervy dudes out there that had drones that would fly along condos and, and apartment buildings and just look in the windows at chicks looking for girls. You know, really trying to you know basically peeping Tom through the use of a. Uh, Drone, yeah. And I, I How can tell you, I, I, I honestly, when I saw these things for the first time, that was one of the things I figured was going to happen right away. Really? See, I didn't even. <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> I just know. There's some perverted dudes out there. Well, and, right. Oh, if there's a will, there. That's the first thing a guy thinks of. What? How, how can this help me? You know. I guess. You know why? I think why I thought of this is because. One of my favorite childhood movies, actually, it's still one of my favorite movies even now. It's there's this movie called The Explorers, at River Phoenix in it, and uh, who else was in it? Uh, dude from Gattaca. What's his name? He's also in Trading oh, with Denzel Washington. Oh, we need a chat room. What's his name? Uh it doesn't matter right now. No. Ethan Hawke. Oh, okay. that's it. Yeah, Ethan Hawke. Um, anyway, but uh, these kids develop this. Uh, accidentally develop a spaceship and it's based on this like floating orb thing and the first that one of the first when they figured out how to make it one of the first things they did was use it to peep in uh some girl's house Mm -hmm. so they could see her as she was getting ready so it's like we grew up with that so she was probably topless because that's how all girls get ready (laughs) 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 at least in the 80s that's since yeah in the 80s right (laughs) it's always how it was <laughs> the movies, I, I learned that in the movies. That's, See, that's why that's why these pervs are the way they are, right? Because of eighties movies. That's right, right. That's hilarious. Well, the, the drone thing to me is is uh, it's good and bad, right? So it's gonna they're gonna have to work out the legality of it. You know, our our forefathers didn't write the Declaration or the not Declaration, the Bill of Rights, and knowing that at some point the government was gonna get these little devices that could fly around and watch you if they wanted to do so. I, I don't think those, those were out there. Um, that sort of technology maybe hadn't really even been conceived, uh, maybe maybe loosely. So it's it's going to – we'll see, see probably a great, good deal of uh, legal battles and different court systems and whatever, and, and it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. It kind of gets into the same security thing. The same thing happened after 9-11 with um, the uh, Patriot Act and – you know, oh right! Yeah, all that stuff, and 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 it's for the normal citizen. Uh, it it it, sh- it shouldn't affect you, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be concerned. If you know, do you know what I mean? I'm not saying you should be paranoid. All I'm saying is you should just be careful when rights start to get eroded uh, slowly. That's all. That's that, and that's something that a lot of great thinkers warned of long before there was ever drones and uh, having your, your rights sort of slowly disappear. And it might not affect anybody now. It's just one of those things where you just kind of, you got to be careful. But I, I'm not against this by any stretch. I don't think LaSalle County and, and Tom Tumbleton and the Sheriff Department's going to do anything that No, that I, I they, wouldn't. There's some, well, the case in the the article, one of the, I think the Times, are no, it was, well, one of them, it was the Times or the Trib article where they said that uh, over the winter, somebody got lost and you know, died in a field. And oh, if they yeah. would have had this, if they would have had this in that situation, it probably would have helped out right, a lot. With the heat sinking. 
Um, yes, because these they, the, you know, the, we the think heat signature thing. What was that story about the was it the woman in Streeter outside of Streeter? I think so. Oh, yeah, man, do you remember that? It was that was a it, couple of years ago? But either way, that was no, horrific. that was that was this past winter. Was it? No. Yeah, it was that was the bad winter. That was the big cold, wasn't it? No, it was from a I mean, couple no, years ago. The, it was no. we got. I I could be wrong, but you're totally wrong. We, we didn't even record last winter, John. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean it didn't happen. Oh, I remember talking about it. That's true. Oh, oh, oh okay. All right. Well, maybe you're right. I don't know. We could look it up. It was like five years ago, <laughs> or if we don't remember anything. But yeah, we're not even. We we're just talking about HD cameras and stuff. But yeah, the, I can't like one of these drones equipped with the infrared heat signature cameras. That's insane. That's why you know, like we said, probably wondering why would you have a drone for uh, like that situation in Oglesby, the guy being held up. Well, if you had the camera with that infrared on it you, you could see exactly where he is in the house the woman the woman who got lost in the flood or she drove the car down the road got stranded right exactly kind of got well i don't know if she was washed away or whatever drowned and, and maybe in that situation maybe not but if you're as long as the person's still warm hopefully you can find them hopefully they can still be alive and, and when you don't really have any any leads i think it's a good thing i mean hey it's technology is advanced to these things why not use them well, Use right. them to help out. Just because we're scared of what someone might do with them doesn't mean we should not. Yeah, use them I mean, they had the same arguments, you know, 15 years ago with the internet. Well, we like, could buy one of these too, right? Oh That's yeah, the there's so, a... like, I mean, it's not just like this. This isn't just a police thing. I mean, this is something that you and I could get and make videos or. I know. Whatever, I want one just to fly scenes. it through a canyon. Yeah, I want to fly it through a canyon. I think that'd be freaking cool. That's a, there. You go, John. we could have um. We could do uh, – I, I thought it would be kind of cool to do like time-lapse hike videos at Star Rock. Yeah. We could do with our drone <laughs> following us, and then we speed up the video. I like it. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. We'll talk to Tyler Am. I don't know. Yes. Or we, get, we need to get him. Find out someone who can do some editing and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> yes. But I, I just think about if, if the, a drone could actually – if you could if it could carry something like a little bit of weight – you know, if, if you had your own personal drone and say you needed to run something to – I needed to run something to you over there from Peru to Ottawa. If it had enough battery life where I could actually put something in it and send it over to you and then it would just automatically come home after it dropped it yeah. off. Well, that was the cool thing. Like the uh, one thing that I read in the story was if it gets outside of its radio zone, it automatically returns to the control, the controller yeah. and just lands. Yeah, right. But I like They're your smart. idea better yet. I think that's uh, – it's like a homing – a pigeon, right? Exactly. I love it. Yeah. I'm excited. I, 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 I want one. I didn't mean to get to, to get too like uh, paranoid there with the uh, – You are. <laughs> well, you're just – it's because you like to go in the backyard naked. Right. Well, yeah. No. And that's my right, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no drones filming me. You know, right. you have to pay good money to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, can you imagine what this will do in like California with paparazzi oh, chasing yeah, after yeah. movie stars? Yeah, I'd be freaked out if I was a movie can star. Shoot it down. Yeah, I would if think it's within fifty feet. <laughs> Lasso it. <laughs> or something. Some kind of an EMP gun. You just you oh, really? Make just, it just lose all power. It just shuts down. Just disrupt the radio signal and shut it down. Yep. There you go. That would work. I like that idea too. Huh. Well, you can disrupt. I've seen that. A lot of these things run on Wi-Fi, and I just know from work 
it's you can screw with Wi-Fi pretty easily. Sure. So there are ways. You don't want to know. But there's ways. Trust me. Ways. Trust me. Yeah. I'm sure. Do you want to? What movie am I thinking of? Big Lebowski. I can get you, you a toe. toe. Yeah. A toe. Yeah. yeah. There are ways, dude. <laughs> that's right. Ah, good stuff. You know what? We should take a quick break. Sounds good. Okay. Reconvene. Be back. All right. So, Eye Candy, Graphics and Printing. Yeah, this week's sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my. Uh, I don't have. My, you don't have the sheet. No, I, I don't tell. have my script just, open, John. No script. That's okay. Well, we we'll could we could we could riff we could on Eye Candy Graphics. It's not hard. Well, that no, not at all. And I mean, here I got a question for you. Do you bleh, do your marketing materials? Seem a little bland, Clayton? Absolutely. You should see these business cards they gave me at work. They're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they should call Eye Candy Graphics and Printing or Web Design. It's not – I keep saying that because that's way, what it used to be. Eye Candy aim. Graphics and Web Design. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. She can help you with pretty much anything you need, uh, social media, web design, logos, um, anything like that. She can – do whatever you need. I mean, we've bounced ideas off her, and she's helped us a ton in getting our podcast going and the design. Oh, she did the logo, and like we said before, she's doing our new one, and it's really sweet. Um, but I mean, beyond that, I, if you can check out some of the sample websites she's done, like she's got uh, examples of some of the people's sites she's done on her site, and they're really nice, nice and clean. That's what I like, and that's like when I go to a website, if it's got a nice, simple, clean design, that's I love that. Just simple, convey the point and point them where they need to go. Uh, and she'll do that. Custom web design, business logos, graphic design, brochures, business cards, flyers, any marketing material you need. iCandyGraphics.com. It's www.iCandy-Graphics, 
dot com. Yeah. Check out their website too. You can get an idea of how clean and how good the logos and everything. There's a lot of examples of the work they do. Yeah, and, and if you if you're seriously just have you know maybe looking for I don't know, a website design or something, especially if you're a small business or something, that's who who you want to call. Mm-hmm. I agree. Thank you, Candy, for the support. Yep. Well, hey, I got we got one more story we want to cover. So we've we've hit on the drones. So we can go old school or new school to old school. What do you say, John? Sure. I I came across this recently on uh, the paper, and then I thought it was worthy of sharing because it sort of kind of blew me away. Back in the 1920s and 30s and early 1940s, there were corn husking competitions throughout the Midwest. Now, I didn't realize, I didn't know necessarily even what corn husking, I mean, I know what it's like. I know how to strip corn of its leaves and silk to get get at the bare corn. Um, A corn husking competition would be barehanded, walking alongside of a wagon, pulling the corn off the... Uh, stock? Is it a stock? What? What do you? I think so. Uh, and then, and then, uh, shucking it, if you will, and throwing it onto a wagon. Um, right. And this used to be a hot ticket. And what I figured, John, and you, you tell me if you agree, it is uh, in the 1941 National Corn Husking Contest that was held in LaSalle County had to have been the most populated sporting event and most heavily attended sporting event in LaSalle County history. I don't see how it couldn't. It was a hundred and twenty thousand people. <laughs> so I, then that, that's when I read it. I was like, "You got it." That's like more people that not even that many go to Indy, the Indy Five Hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's insane. So so here's here's what happened. It was in 1941. There was a national corn husking contest. It was held in South County. It was three miles northwest of Tonica at the Schaefer Farm. It was pretty pretty crazy. You know, they, it was big displays set up for farm machinery, fertilizer vendors, uh, you know, caterpillar, uh, things like that, just tractors and whatnot. So the Goodyear blimp showed up, uh, aerial photography, uh, Chicago radio station WLS uh, was the major broadcaster and co-sponsor of the event, and they came to see the corn husking competition, and it just happened that LaSalle County's very own Floyd Wise beat out uh, 21 other competitors from uh, 11 states to win the competition at a rate he let me see he did it doesn't say i have a couple of this he did uh he won the national championship held in LaSalle county with 45.37 bushels right that's better than 60 ears per minute right that's that's incredible right they must have he must have used an implement of some kind right well, they said that they usually had like a little tool, but not much. There was what do they call it? I saw a, hook a couple and a things. Board. Yes, it's something like that. So they must have used it to yank it and then and then just shed the the leaves and silk. Yeah, that was better than sixty years per minute. It said the huskers were hardy competitors. Some would come in at, at the end of the contest with knuckles bleeding and fingers raw. Many contestants had calluses as big and as hard. As quarter, as a quarter, crazy. They kind of use that as a, an example to make baseball players sound like weaklings. Because I mean, these men could do this all day, and a baseball player throws 120 pitches and can't go. You know, not going to be able to pitch for another five days, um, <laughs> kind of thing. But I enjoyed it. They, they said that at this particular year in 1941, when uh, 
LaSalle County's Tonica resident, I believe, uh, Floyd Wise won. Um, the, before the competition, it had rained, and so there was a, they had to pull the Caterpillar tractors out to the field, the alfalfa field, to pull the old cars out of the, uh, out of the field and people were losing their shoes and overshoes and uh, there were pickpockets at the events, you know, robbing people and heck, you know, it was a, it sounded a like grand a grand old time. Yeah, it sounded like a great time. There was, you know, displays and I'm sure there's lots of music and, you know, it had to be just a, a crazy ruckus of a good time. Yeah, I, mean, I knew nothing about this. This is a, this is a cool story. Yeah, I had no idea either. I mean, granted, this is, 75 years ago, roughly, I guess. Uh, and, and it was something that I never, I mean, I've heard of a corn husker, like a Nebraska corn husker, but I sure. never, I never thought it was just a man, you know. Or, and I never knew that they had a friggin' competition that would have 100,000 people right. come to it. Jeez. And it grew. It, it didn't start this big, but, you know, it started in the 20s and then sort of spawned into this really big thing. Um, they, I don't they, know they inspect the rows to make sure that people were picking all the corn and and, and it, yeah and as they went along they like would tear down the stalk i guess so that people could follow along and see them you know so that as they went from one to the next they the one that he just finished somebody would be behind him to knock down the stalk so that they could see the guys in action ah right this is crazy but, uh, there was actually uh and I, I i'm sure you could probably still get it the LaSalle county historical society gift shop had dvd copies of the 1941 national contest for sale nice so a uh, little plug for them and i'm sure if they they you could probably still get them i'd be cool. curious to see that yes me too the, the whole thing is just bizarre to me uh and it all ended yeah with well, world war ii yeah world war ii put the kibosh to it and then mechanical pickers so yeah the, the machines took our jobs uh <laughs> it's a good thing that's right <laughs> In this case, yes, I think it was definitely a good thing. But I, I, don't I had think no idea. Want to go back to that? Right, I had no idea. Um, I had no idea at all that this was uh, something they could have. So if someone said, you know, in 1941 there was a sporting competition, I'll call it a sport. I don't see what else you'd want to call it. A, a farming contest that drew 120,000 people. I, I would have called you a liar. The Goodyear blimp <laughs> showed up, and I didn't know that the Goodyear blimp has been around for that long. No, right, I didn't either. Oh. Very cool. Really, really um, Floyd Wise, remember that name, right? Right. And and this isn't it's it's a lot, it's a long. I mean, it's a while ago, but it's not that that long ago. You know, people were driving. There was radio, uh, TV. I guess probably the start the start of television, maybe around then, right? Yeah. Very interesting. So I, that that kind of and it it plays into our sweet corn conversations we've had a few times already this summer. So. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that reading. Just reading about it and just kind of blew my mind. I, we got anything else, John? Well, I forgot to say this at the beginning of the show, but if you don't have Stitcher Radio, oh. you should be on it. We're on it. It's an award-winning provider of news and talk radio for your smartphone or, well, actually, Stitcher's on computers. You know, whether you got a Mac or a PC, it's on pretty much every smartphone. I think Android, Windows iphone i don't think it matters and um if you got a new fancy car you, you'll have it on that too because they're coming built in so uh yeah it's the smarter way to listen to radio stitcher it's very interesting i i do you do you use stitcher daily or almost daily weekly 
I use Stitcher and Downcast. Right. I kind of use them both. We've had this conversation before. Yes. I get my I get some news updates from Stitcher. Yeah, I do too. Um, the, and that's the Robin Williams. Thing yeah, I got, I got that tonight. one today, and I sort of was like, "Whoa, no way!" Maybe I, I haven't. Obviously, I was uh, unplugged at that moment. I wasn't looking at anything. I hadn't been on, hadn't watched any TV or anything. So when I heard that, well, I Amanda said something to me that she read it on Facebook, and I just figured it was one of these stupid Snope things or whatever. The BS that because people are posting stuff all the time that they think are true, mm-hmm. and it's not right. Um, so I just figured it was one of those things. And all of a sudden, my phone lit up from Stitcher, and I was like, whoa, It's got to be legit. Stitcher said it yeah. was true. Yeah, well, yeah. Very sad. It's very sad. Yes, not not cool at all. Um, but anyway. Yeah, the, just um, a plug for Stitcher, though. You will get uh, even news if you get the notifications and stuff. But, yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to hit on uh, any podcasts or anything you've been listening to. We can that was what I figured would be a good segue for me because uh, the podcast that I wanted to recommend, and it was funny because as we were uh, getting ready to, to start recording, I was like, well, you know, this Robin Williams thing, I'd been thinking about it. It kind of bummed me out, and I, I went, that was one of the – that was the episode of WTF with Mark Marin that sucked me into kind of becoming a fan of his show um, was his episode uh, 67 with Robin Williams at, at that – not only did it draw me in, it drew in uh, probably, I don't know, a million other people too. And it was a great episode. It put him on the map with the WTF with Mark Maron on the map. And, and uh, as we were getting ready to record, I realized that my iTunes was downloading a special episode for Mark Maron where he is reissuing that episode and, you know, with some probably extra commentary on there. Um, probably sure. not saying a whole heck of a lot, just sort of a reaction, probably simple thing and so that if you get a chance go back and listen to that one otherwise you wouldn't have been able to listen to that episode if you hadn't downloaded it because it you know it, you can't put up 500 plus episodes of right uh you're restricted on there and I, he probably could uh if you like for Marin, there's probably if you subscribe to his app you know for maybe a, you know, a few dollars or maybe as much as 10 bucks or something you could become like a premium member and listen to everything well, that's how you can get his past episodes, but definitely recommend that episode. It was really interesting, really good, kind of in-depth, kind of maybe a little bit of insight as to what happened uh, with him. You know, I don't really know the whole story. I haven't read it. I don't need to know. I, I think I yeah. got it. I know enough. So certainly a brilliant okay. man. Yeah, so many good movies. So many good movies. Yeah. I, I Stand I up. I could, could go on and on. Yeah, actually, I, I never really followed his stand-up very much, just but I've Gosh, so many movies that, of his that I enjoy. Morgan um, Mindy, so. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's my pod. Uh, yeah, honestly, I don't really have one this week. I've just been listening to a lot of the my usuals, so nothing really stood out for me. I've been listening to a ton of sports radio with the Bears and the exciting uh, Cubs stuff that's been going on. So, yeah, that's been pretty much all I've been doing. So, I got nothing there. Oh. I got no pods, I got no apps, I got no tweets. Ah, yeah. We're, out of it this we're week. We're real thin. We're lucky that we did get a fan submission for some pod to check out from Jay Roach. Yes. And he had three good ones. I haven't listened to two of them, but I'm familiar with all three of them. And I hope we got this right. You said, John, you said it was Penn. Uh, Penn I'm pretty sure Penn's it's the Penn show. Sunday School, yeah. right? Yeah, and that's on, I believe, on the Ace Broadcasting Network, part of Adam Carolla's network that's a really good show pen pendulette's kind of a he's just a great entertainer a great 
orator. He has a wonderful voice, uh, like actual voice. I just like the way he tells the story. He can craft a, a very good image for people, and, and um, I, I enjoy his. At the Penn Sunday School, I'm not a regular, regular listening listener, but I, I just I, I like him quite a bit. I've, I've listened to all, uh, I don't know, he's got two or three books out there. I've listened to those, and they're good. So definitely a fan of Penn, Penn Gillette. The next one is Aisha Tyler, Girl on Guy. Are you familiar with her, John? Mm-mm. She she was big on a tech. She's a video game person and and very much mm. in the uh, nerd community. Let me see what she looks like. She was on. Bear with me. She was on um, a show. Oh oh yeah, she was on. What show was she on? She was on not Talk Soup, but one of those types yeah, of shows. Yeah, right. But she also did one on a station that I didn't have at the time, or a web show or something. But yeah, she's great. She's been on. Uh, I've heard her on. Oh, she was on Talk Soup. Was she? Okay, she's yeah. she, she is fantastic. She's a gamer and gorgeous and all those things. But I don't know podcasting. I guess you can just picture mm, her recording cool. the show. But she's she's been on Adam Carolla. I want to say she guest hosted over the winter at some point. She did an episode where she was the host. Very okay. cool girl. Uh, yeah, and last one is Burt Kreischer, uh, the Burt cast. I'm a fan of Burt Kreischer all the way back from when he was on Joe Rogan's uh, podcast, and he's been around for quite a while actually now. Okay. He's he has he's famous for telling. Uh, well, he's famous for a few reasons. I've probably brought him up before. I probably recommended uh, the Rogan Pod with with Kreischer, but he's famous for being he's the machine is his nickname. And okay. uh, he's it, there's a if you go on YouTube and Google Burke or uh, search for Burke Kreischer the machine there's a animated story and it's actually him on there, there's a couple of versions probably one of them is when he was on Joe Rogan telling the story about the machine how he got that nickname and then there's probably one of him telling that story on stage but they're animated and they're really funny about him and his going to Russia and meeting having run-ins with the not run-ins but starting to hang out with these Russian mobsters. It's worth, if you got 15 minutes, John, it's worth watching because it's a great okay. great story. Um, and then he has other fantastic stories. So he actually has a book out that just came out in May. I haven't done the audio book yet, but I, I will at some point. Uh, something, The Perpetual Man-Child, something. And actually his life, they say the, the, the story of Van Wilder, National Lampoon's Van Wilder, is loosely yeah. based on his life when he was in college. Interesting. Yeah, and, I, and that's true, I guess. But he was uh, voted Rolling Stone voted him the number one partier in the country um, back in the nineties <laughs> nice. or something. So yeah, he's kind of, and he has a couple TV shows, or he's had a couple TV shows, and still does. He has a trip flip on Travel Channel. Right now, I believe that's the show that he's currently kind of hosting. He okay. had a show called Hurt Burt that was on, uh, gosh, now I can't think of the name of the network. But either way, I could carry on and on. I, I, I'm a big fan of this guy. I just find him, he's he's got a, a kind of an addictive laugh and a good storyteller. He, he is kind of notorious for not saying, he won't say no. You know, if, if people are like, let me buy you a shot, he's like, ah, okay. And then it gets out of control from there. You know what I mean? He doesn't. He doesn't have a a way to shut people down, if you will. So, um, good recommendations well, though from Jay. Yeah, those are good. I've I've not heard of any of those, so I will be listening. Yeah, that's great. Well, I guess that's uh, since we don't have any tweets, that's about a show. Yeah, we we've uh, we've probably been absent from Twitter lately. 
Yeah, we suck. We're starting to grow, though, John. I mean, we're we're trying to we're organically adding people. We're we're not we we don't go nuts and follow like two thousand people and then end up with a thousand followers. Um, yeah, we like we like real people to follow us. Right. So we're that's always nice. Three hundred eighty-one. Dang, that's not yeah, too bad. Up there. Um, there's high school kids that have like fifteen thousand, but yeah, I know. Okay. They do a lot of that. We're stuff, getting though. a lot of breweries following us. Oh, yes. hey, so we were talking about the brew pub thing, John. Radium City Brewing started following us. Uh, so this really? is happening all week. LaSalle County, our brew shed renovation continues. Hashtag stay tuned. Um, and what? it's got a framed out building. Yeah, no joke. What? Where did you see this? On Twitter. Gosh, on our see. notifications. See, we should be paying attention to Twitter, so. I do um, not. Yeah, exactly. RCB at RCB Brew. And they followed us. It says, uh, so this has been happening all week. Uh, hashtag LaSalle County. Our brew shed renovation continues. Hashtag stay tuned. And then it shows a picture wow. of like a framed out, looks like a garage. Oh, yeah. This is awesome. So this is it. Yeah. You're hitting like at that name. couple shows about. Radium, That's a great name. Radium, Radium City. It's it's so good, it's toxic. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm going to be contacting these guys. <laughs> yeah. Tell yes, me more. Awesome. Uh, I, w- yes, I want to know how much money you have to spend to start your own brewery. Oh, this is awesome. Great. I'm glad you found that. Tweet that guy, huh? Good, good, good. Yeah, okay. cool. Cool beans. So well, um, there's some news. There. That's something. That's a. Tw- there's a tweet. See, we got a tweet of the week. Yes. Great. Well, there we go. Yeah, I guess that's it. So ivypod.com is the gateway for all things uh ivy podcast on twitter and ivy pod on facebook i guess we're done unless you got something else clayton um there is a facebook page and website for radium city brewing so maybe i'm assuming this is the brew pub thing huh maybe we're off maybe it's not the brew pub but i, I no, think it I, is I, that's gotta be yeah. it's gotta be um, we will have more on this topic next time. Yes. How about that? Yes. And we will also so keep keep on the lookout. We, that sounds like a great topic for the next show. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll talk about some of the uh, the local uh, uh, Marijuana stories because there's every day in the paper you see a new yeah. town wants to yeah, have we're, it. We're steering clear of it just because it's yeah. Let let it let it settle down a little bit. Well, and like, we knew um, at some point we're gonna we're gonna get it right. I'm, I'm waiting to see who actually gets it. Well, right. Only one can get it. And we have an inside source, you know, about how this whole process works. So we're working on it. These all yes. you marriage Kalana fans, just, <laughs> just relax. With all those people that want to get jobs, I think it's going to be a dream uh, job. Yeah. So, yes, we'll have more for that next time. Um <laughs> And yes, and be on the lookout on social media because we will be putting our t-shirts for sale very soon at a very low cost. Yes. So, uh, fifty-nine ninety-nine. Yeah. No, I don't know. It'll okay. Be one of the, you I'm, I'm going to quilt later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Uh, all, all right. Good, good show, John. Oh. Yes, good stuff. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>